Actually, uh, about 58 years ago, the Lord installed a PA system in me, so I really don't need one of these. <clears throat> but um, I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not come to give you. Um, um, a bunch of jokes. I uh, I haven't come to um, to try and uh, relate to you, um, you know, like a like a hipster. Like I'm 58 years old, and I'm you know I just I, I I'm not hip. I, I'm just not hip. But um, um, I um, I want you to know that I have come. Um, not to to scold. Um, I'm not angry, but I am in dead earnest. Um, I am not playing. Um, I, you know, the the thing that comes to mind, but I don't think it relates to you. Is uh, he's a man with a hair on fire? Well, I'm the guy with the hair on fire. Um, I am in dead earnest in what I want to talk to you about tonight. Because I think you're in... um, I think you're in danger. And I'm not sure you know it. Um, So, I hope we can talk. Um, I have uh, even thought about the posture that I'm going to take, and I'm, I'm not going to stand. Um, I'm going to sit down, because I, I want us to talk. I mean, uh, not an exchanging talk, because I'm going to do all the talking, but uh, we can certainly talk later. But understand, guys, I am um, uh, I'm as serious as a heart attack about what I want to say to you tonight. Um, and, and so I hope we can exchange. I hope you can understand that I, I, I'm, not an, I'm not an enemy. I'm an ally. Um, I, don't, um, I don't pretend to be able to, you know, relate to the youth culture of the 21st. I, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't have it. What I do have for you, some, for, for you I think, is an alarm. An alarm that I hope that you will um, heed. Because I'm telling you, um, you've never seen me more dead earnest than I am tonight. Never. <laughs> Let me start like this. Um, <clears throat> first of all, uh, as, as um, Landon's already said, um, this is not about MySpace. If, uh, if, you, if your parents got you here and, you know, you better get in there, kid, or you won't get an allowance, or... We won't give you the car or whatever, because they thought I was going to talk to you about MySpace. I'm not. I, I'm going to mention MySpace, um, but that's not what this is about. What I'm. Um, what I want to talk to you about is the is the culture that is illustrated in MySpace. Now, uh, some of you perhaps are so benighted that you don't even know what MySpace is. Uh, some of you who have been homeschooled perhaps have never heard of MySpace. Um, no, I don't. I, I didn't mean that ugly. I promise. Um, but um, but I, some of you never have. But the, the majority of you have. And I'm talking about a culture that is 
that is portrayed, that is pictured, that is illustrated, that is represented on MySpace. Okay? So, um, that's what I want to talk to you about. It's not MySpace that it'll get mentioned, but that's not what this is about. So, if you thought it was, it's not. The second thing I want to do in terms of, um, in, in terms, terms of uh, introduction is, um, is apologize to you. And I mean that. Um, I think most of your parents owe you an apology. I think they uh, have made you way, way, way too important. They have put you at the center of their universe. And they've asked you to carry the freight of making them happy. That is, um, if, if my kids are happy and popular and got dates and do good grades and stay out of drugs and don't do that, then I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a successful human being. James Dobson said that you're not, you're not able to carry that load. And I want you to know you're not that important. You're not. You should have never been put in that spot. Very frankly, I think your life would be simpler if you weren't in that spot. I think it would be more enjoyable if, it weren't, if you weren't in that spot. So I start off with an apology. I want you to know that um, your parents have done you a disservice. And I'll tell them that, and I have told them that. I've told them that from the pulpit a number of times and will continue to over the years, in the coming years. That is if I still have a job after tonight. But um, you're, you have uh, been made to think that you're way too important. And you're not that important. Uh, my identity is not, not attached to my children and raising good kids. I hope my kids work out and turn out all right, but if they don't, that'll be sad for me, but it won't be the end of the world. Because what, uh, what your parents have done is taken a good thing, you, and turned you into an ultimate thing. And thus you've become a bad thing. That is, their whole sense of identity is based on how you're going to turn out. And I want you to know something. They are scared to death. They're scared to death about how you're going to turn out. We'll talk about it. Um, but let me say, this culture that I want to address, or I want to talk to you about tonight, I, I want to give you, I want to say at least this much. I don't think all of you are in this culture. I don't think all of you have bought into it. And so I say to you, I'm not speaking to you. Um, but I am speaking to you who are lovers of that culture. Who, um, who have bought into it and bought into it big. And it's to you that I, um, I have a lot to say. At least I hope. I hope you'll call it a lot to say. Okay, so those are just introductory comments. Can we chat? Can we talk? Uh, rawly? I mean, um, man to man? Can we? Let me tell you something. You want people to take you seriously. Well, I'm taking you seriously. I am going to talk to you like an adult. You want to be considered an adult? I want to talk to you like an adult. And I want you to listen like an adult. I'm in dead earnest about this, ladies and gentlemen. 
And, and I want you to know that I'm not here to scold. I'm here to plead. I'm here to plead with you. Because you're in danger. Now, um, let me say that my, naiv- my naivete, um, you know what that means? Uh, my naivete about you is over. Um, you might have listened when I preached this, or you might have been text messaging when I was preaching, but, um, um, but I said this on the first Sunday of November. I said, I went down to Will's office, and he took me a, through on a stroll down MySpace, and, and <laughs> oh, whoa, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> but you told me. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, I've been here 16 years, and some of you aren't even 16 years old. I've seen you. I've baptized some of you. I've seen you grow up, and uh, I you know people talk about how cute you are, and you are cute. You are cute. You're very cute. You know, I think you're precious, but you're ill. You're very ill. And somebody needs to tell you. Somebody needs to shoot you straight. You are not healthy. Spiritually, you are not healthy. And I, um, I want to tell you why I say that. Let's start with this. Let's start with WTF. Now, you know, I didn't know what that meant before the middle of September, but I do now, and I think most of you do. And on your MySpaces, it's peppered all throughout there. WTF, WTF. I mean, you use the word as a noun, a verb, a gerund, a participle, an infinitive. It's the most versatile word in the whole English language. Uh, You know, the F-bomb, the F-word. Um, I call it F-speak. And it's, it's all over your MySpaces. All over you. I mean, uh, it's like, do you not have another word in your vocabulary than WTF? Well, um, guys, you know, um, if I were you, I wouldn't be concerned at all that Dr. Young now knows that I have a foul mouth. That wouldn't bother. Don't worry about that. Listen, uh, profanity's been around a while. You know, trash talk's been around a while. I even did some myself. Um, profanity's been around. You know, it's nothing new. I wouldn't be concerned that now that Dr. Young knows that my mouth is full of trash. I wouldn't be worried about that, are you? Don't worry about that. It's not a big deal. I can love you knowing it. And do love you knowing it. Um, that wouldn't concern me. I, I, I'll say this. I don't really mean this exactly, but I mean it kind of. I wouldn't even be worried that the Bible says, let no unwholesome word proceed out of my mouth. Now, that's important. That's important. But compared to this next thing, this is what would really bother me if I were you. This is what would worry me if I were you. 
I would worry that what my language does is simply reflect stuff that is inside my heart. By the way, I didn't make that up. This is something that Jesus says in Matthew, Mark 7. He says, um, Do not see that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach and is expelled. Here it is. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. You know, I wouldn't be worried if I were you that Dr. Young or anybody, even my parents, and boy, am I going to eagerly encourage your parents to read your MySpace and your friends' MySpace. But it wouldn't bother me if I were you that my parents know that I got a foul mouth. Oh, I might get in a little trouble here and there, you know, and, but somebody will buy me a car for my birthday anyway. Because I'm the center of the universe. That wouldn't trouble me, ladies and gentlemen, if I were you. What would trouble me is that what comes out of a man defiles a man. And that, that language of yours, what it does, it gives, uh, gives you a window to take a look and see that at the center of your being is vileness. Don't worry that I'm looking at it. I don't matter. I say this and don't really mean it. Don't even worry that your parents are looking at it. You take a look at it. You take a look at what you wrote. And what does it tell you about the condition of your own heart? You see, it's what comes out of you that defiles a man. And what is coming out of some of you is trash. So what does that tell you? Hmm? What does that tell you about the condition of your own heart? Don't worry about me. Don't worry about your parents. Don't worry about Will and Landon. Forget us. You take a look. What does it tell you about what resides at the center of your being? That's what's in there, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um, I don't know whether y'all read the paper. Uh, when I was your age, I never read the paper. I read the sports page, but I never read the paper. But um, maybe, you, maybe you've heard about this. Michael Richards. You know Michael Richards Kramer on Seinfeld? You know, he, he recently got in a whole lot of trouble. Did y'all know that? That Michael Richards got in a whole lot of trouble because he was at a, laugh, uh, he was at a comedy club out in L.A., and he got heckled by some, uh, some uh, African-Americans up in the audience, and he let it rip. And he said, have you all heard this? Kramer, uh, I mean, said, used the N-word, just went on and on and on, just rail. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld has gone on television to try and do um, uh, damage control. He's making an apologies with Jesse Jackson. He's going all over the country apologizing for his bad mouth. And I don't know whether you, I don't know whether you ever read this girl, uh, Wendy Thomas and her, her article, her column in the commercial appeal. Well, you know, Wendy, I think she's a Christian. I, I don't know that. I don't know Wendy, but, um, um, uh, you know, she just, she's just kind of provocative at times. She says some stuff that's pretty bad. She's certainly not a, in my political camp, 
But um, And she says some good things here and there. But anyway, can you read the headlines from where you sit? She says, The mouth speaks, colon, If hate's not in you, it can't come out. She's talking about Kramer. And Kramer said, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what happened. I, you know, I just, yeah, I, I'm not a bigot. I don't, I'm not a racist. I, I don't know where that came from. And Winnie Thomas says, you're a, you're a liar. Because if it's not in there, it's not going to come out. But if it comes out, that means it's in there. Ladies and gentlemen, it's in there. It's at the center of your being. Don't worry that I can read it. Don't give it another thought. Because I don't matter. But if I were you, I would be terrified to discover that at the center of my being is utter filth. Now, on top of that, add this. You know, you are um, you're bright, intelligent kids. You've got a lot of resources behind you. You've got a lot of opportunity in front of you. One of the things that you hear quite a bit from um, um, oh, I don't know, Germantown, East Memphis, evangelicals is that they hate hypocrites. I don't like being a hypocrite. Y'all know that word? I mean, does that word <clears throat> register? Um, you know what a hypocrite is? I tell you what, let me give you some other words. Um, how about two-faced? Does that register? I mean, does that ring a bell? Two-faced? Um, how about this one? This is, a, this is a big word. Duplicitous. You know what that word means? Duplicitous. It means there's a duality to you. It means you're a hypocrite. But maybe, maybe this one is the is the one that'll communicate the best. Do you know Do you know this word? Phony. You know that word. Gotcha. You know who the phony is? You. You're the phony. You have one life over here at church, and you got another life over there in MySpace. Tell me, who are you? Are you MySpace boy or are you church boy? Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't, I didn't think this up. You gave it to me. Every piece of information that I need, you gave it to me. You put it right on MySpace. I haven't mentioned the provocative clothes that you have on. I haven't mentioned the suggestive statements that you make in there. You know, 
you doing anything you're not proud of? <laughs> I'm not even going. I don't have to go there. Because all I want you to ask, ask and answer is this. Who are you? You are living a duplicitous life, my young friends. That means you're one thing, one place. And you're one thing, you're another thing at another place. And over here at the church, oh, y'all are just one thing. But you've got this other private life. Now, all I'm asking is that you go read your own MySpace. Go read it. And then you decide what it says. What does it tell you? Because what you put out there is the stuff that's in here. And you wouldn't put it out there if it weren't in there. Nobody's responsible for that but you. And you're living a dual life. And you think, guys, do you, do you really think that God doesn't, that it doesn't matter to God that you live this life out there as long as you go to church and go on missions trips? You think, do you think that, that that's the way it works? As long as you kind of straighten up every Wednesday and Sunday, you go out and live. You live trash. You talk trash. You do trash. Because at the center of your being, is trash. Has nobody's response? I didn't put that there. You put it there. And now, <laughs> I guess what you would say is foolishly, you've put it out on so that the world can see it. So, here's, here's all I'm asking you to do is is figure out for yourself who you are. You figure out, are you, are you a Christian or are you not? Gang, we adults need to stop telling you that you're cute and you're just precious. Because you're not healthy. You are spiritually very ill. Your heart is divided, and you are living a phony life. So all that talk about how you hate hypocrisy and all that business, that would be you. You have a phone ringing. And um, just tell them, just tell them I can't come. Um, that I've signed with the Yankees. <laughs> um, okay. All right, guys. Um, you, you, you gotta, you gotta understand a couple of things. 
I, I don't know where, what your understanding of Christianity is. I, you know, I think many of you have gotten this notion that uh, as long as you're in church and go on missions trips, that everything's fine with your soul. Guys, listen to this. Just listen to this. If I have if I've grieved you, offended you, I, I, my whole goal is to alarm you and to awaken you to your lethargy. It's not lethargy. It's illness. You're ill. Um, but this is what this is what I wish you would hear, what you'd hear me say. Christianity is not something that comes from the outside in. Christianity is something that comes from the inside out. You see, the 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 notion that I can that I can attend church and I can go on missions trips. And I can, uh, you know, do a missions project downtown in the inner city in the summertime because I'm bored stiff at home. That's the notion that religion is something that you can do from the outside in. I just want you to understand that that ain't Christianity. Christianity is something that happens on the inside of you and it becomes fleshed out on the outside of you. When a person embraces Jesus Christ as their Savior, here's what happens. He takes up residence in the middle of your soul. And He begins to change you little by little, more and more, giving you greater and greater appetites for holy things. It's not something that done, that you can perform on the outside and, and then go talk trash on MySpace. Sorry. No, no. Because once you have embraced this Savior, the center of you, it gets remade. And that being remade begins to show up. It begins to show up in the fact that I wouldn't dare want to use that kind of language. Or I wouldn't want people looking down my dress. Or I wouldn't want to be saying those kinds of things or doing those kinds of things or, or smoking that kind of stuff or drinking that kind of stuff. That, that, that's, not, that's not what would happen if the heart has been made new. Guys, I think you're ill because you've got a mistaken notion about what this thing is, Christianity. And I think you've concluded that as long as church people are happy with me, I'm fine. Boy, that's so bad. Let me say two more things and I'll quit. <clears throat> I know you're glad that I quit. But... Uh, um, I want, to, I want to give you one other illustration of your hypocrisy. You know, uh, one of the things that Will tells me that he hears quite a bit is you're complaining about your parents. And, you know, I, I guess that's what we're all supposed to do is complain about our parents. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not dissing you over that one. Um, but one of the things is you say, my parents don't know anything about me. They don't know me. And then, when you come home from school in the afternoon, here's you've got a couple of parents who are really trying. They want to try and enter your life. 
They want to try and let you know that they really care about you. So you come home from school and, and your mother says, well, how was school today? And you say, fine. Well, do you think great happened? No. Well, how is your friend? Good. Now, guys, all I'm pleading for you, all I'm pleading with, all I'm saying is this. You've got to hit the ball back. But instead of hitting the ball back and letting your parents in, it's called passive aggression. Do you know what passive aggression? I mean, if you know anything about uh, psychological uh, uh, testing, it's called passive aggression. That is, this is the way that you can hurt your parents by not letting them in and then come to church and complain that your parents don't know you. You're a hypocrite is what you are. You're a hypocrite. You're a phony. You say you want your parents to know you, but you're the one that is keeping them out by your refusal to hit the ball back. Guys, I know that some of your parents are um, probably distant to you, and, I, and I'm sorry about that. I, I wish I could change that for you. But I know there's a group of parents out there that are dying. They're dying to get next to you. And you won't let them. And I want you to know it ain't their fault. It's yours. Um, now, here's what I, um, I want to leave you with. What you got to figure out is what you got a hold of. You got a hold of religion or you got a hold of Christianity? Because I'm telling you, I think a whole bunch of you think that you got the real thing. And I would say that what. That what you put on your own MySpace tells me something. Very alarming. And so all I'm asking you to do is take a look at your own productivity and figure out what you got a hold of. You got the real thing? Or have you gotten some kind of notion that you can live like that? And as long as you head on a missions trip and come to church and uh, work in vacation Bible school, that all is well. No, guys. That ain't it. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that relationship with Jesus Christ changes you. Now, with this I'm finished. Um... I said earlier that your parents are scared to death about how you're going to turn out. If I were you, um, I would be worried, scared to death about how I'm going to turn out. If I were you, my parents' concerns about me, that's important. But this is my life that I'm about to throw away. 
This is my future that I'm playing with fire over. This is my life. And if I went and read some of the stuff that I wrote, I'd be scared to death about how I'm going to turn out. Go take a look, ladies and gentlemen. My space is nothing but a grand window into your own soul. And what it says right now ain't very pretty. You think about that. Our Father, um, I thank you for the privilege that is mine to try and alert people that are, that are valuable to us, that they are on a path that is very dangerous and uh, potentially ruinous. And I pray, O oh God, that you will guard them from listening to the whispers of the great liar. I pray, O oh God, that you will take them to the place where they see the condition of themselves and then do what every convicted man or woman has ever done. Repent of their sin and go back to lay hold of Jesus Christ all over again. Might this time that we've been able to spend together be useful to you, O God, just to grab the attention of young people who We've got a lot of years left to live and are making a whole lot of decisions and choices that may just ruin them. Guard them, Father. They are indeed precious to us. Woo them, would you? Would you woo them to yourself? Would you draw them, Lord? so that they might not end up looking back on these days and seeing how bitter they have become. Lord, only your Spirit can do that. No kind of convincing from me is going to help. So we ask for the sweet presence of your Spirit to accomplish, to accomplish great, great good in the lives of people that we care much about. We, um, we ask for that, of course, in Jesus' name.